I want to welcome you to Young Adults Today podcast, where we talk about reaching young adults in our world today. I'm going to toss it over to our hosts, Micah and Josiah Keneally. Well, from Morgan to Micah, we are so glad you guys are tuning in. Once again, this is Micah Keneally. We are at the Young Adults Today podcast, where we just want to talk about young adults in our world today, whether it be resourcing you, making connections, um, just connecting you to ultimately to the heart of Christ and to one another. So we are here in the studio today, kind of going live. I'm Micah Keneally. I'm always joined by my husband, Josiah Keneally, who is sitting right beside and behind me. And um, Kirby St. John, he oversees the state of Minnesota. He's with the youth. He's with college-age students and young adults. So we get to work closely with him, but also Morgan Pearson, or to my right, right here, is just an amazing woman of God, but she is also one of our strongest teammates, and she's teamed up with us in some amazing ways to make this possible to reach you as young adults across the the globe Mm -hmm. and across the U.S. and hopefully across the world as we continue this journey together. So Mm -hmm. here we are live. We're going to be talking about three fun topics, and Josiah, what are those three fun topics today? Three places that we're going to land are the first one is kind of a question. What we see in our world today is that this generation, Mm -hmm. millennials, and Gen Z are the most cause-orientated, social justice-driven generation in all of history. Mm -hmm. And at times, it seemed that they have a difficult time connecting with the most Mm -hmm. cause-driven organization or organism, which is the church. And so we're going to talk about how churches can lean into missions and giving and going. So Mm -hmm. that's topic number one. We'll spend 10 minutes there. The second topic is having fun in ministry. Can I get an amen yes. in the comments? A praise God, <laughs> Zach. Are you pumped about that? So much fun. Let's go. Just pumped. And um, the last topic that we're just going to have hopefully 10 minutes to talk about as well is transitioning high mm-hmm. school students. Sometimes people get lost in the shuffle when they maybe go off to college yeah. or they hit that young adult stage. So how can churches, right. campus ministries, and young adult ministries kind of work together Mm -hmm. because we are the kingdom of God and that's where we're going and let's just land first and talk 10 seconds about young adults today we want to provide relationships like this networking opportunities that can last a lifetime resources like reaching the next book you can get for free at youngadults.today slash book 13 ways that churches can engage young adults so helpful resources relationships that can last a lifetime, mm-hmm. and rallying points like the conference and like the weekend, right, Morgan? Yes, I'm so excited. Tell the us about weekend. the weekend. The weekend is happening, um, this is for, I mean, Minnesota people, yeah. but if, you're, if you want to travel over, you maybe can. Um, but yeah, the, the weekend is happening at Lake Geneva, and it's the first year for our state Ever. doing, yeah, a young adults camp retreat weekend so we're super excited and it's meaningful meaningful for me because growing up going to camp was some of my Mm -hmm. best memories so it's excited to be able to go back as a young adult so we got the max coming micah and steph mcdonald Mm -hmm. um you guys will be hosting and it'll just be a fun time to have community and connect Mm -hmm. yeah so if you want to get connected it's may 14th through 16th 2021 Mm -hmm. we are live we are in person which is amazing feeling for those of us who maybe haven't been able to be in contact with each other so if you want to get signed up there you can go to youngadults.today slash weekend w k n d standing for weekend i hope i got that right sometimes i'm dyslexic so hopefully i got that right so if you want to register (laughs) (laughs) that's where i thought you were going 
I may be old, but I'm not that old, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. So if you're well, if you're interested, you're welcome to join us. And so check this out. We just want to spend a, a couple minutes talking about our guests, Kirby, mm -hmm. St. John, Morgan Pearson. And Kirby, can you just give us, man, a couple minutes of your life journey into ministry and how you got to where you are today? Sure. Man, so good to be here. Um, man, came out of high school, had no idea what I wanted to do. And some days I still wonder um, what I want to do. But uh, in the process of figuring everything out, um, ended up kind of thinking, man, what am I going to do with my life? What does this look like? And I think sometimes we make it harder than, than it needs to be. Mm -hmm. I remember reading a verse that just said that God will give you the desires of your heart. And uh, I remember thinking, man, what are the things I love to do? One, I love sports. <laughs> Two, I love teenagers in that kind of age. And three, I love God, maybe even in that order. I'm not sure if that, I had him in the right order or not. But I remember when God met me in the, that moment. I thought, what could I do? And, uh, so I ended up, my last year of college, saying, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go after youth ministry and kind of do that. So I youth, went to a small town. of uh, The time was 3,000 people. Now it's, uh, it's grown to 4,000 people. And a youth pastor there for 20 years. That's amazing. And uh, in the last four years, I've kind of taken over the role of um, kind of overseeing in the Assemblies of God, overseeing all the churches in the Assemblies of God. Um, for the state of Minnesota, so 250 churches, I oversee that. Um, so it's young adults, it's Chi Alpha, it's any campus ministry stuff that's going on on the high school, junior high campus, as well as kind of all our youth programs. So that's kind of the journey, uh, kind of where I'm at. So. so fun to have you with us today because Kirby's an advocate for the next generation, mm -hmm. and in so many ways we're standing on your shoulders. Um, Cold Spring, the youth group continues to see just incredible things, and as well as just across the state, we'll talk about missions giving and some of that, but that's definitely part of your heart and yeah. passion. And Morgan, mm -hmm. you want to just, you're joining us, and you're such a huge part of the team mm -hmm. with Minnesota Thank Student you. Ministries mm -hmm. and young adults as well. Mm -hmm. You want to just share maybe a little bit of your life journey as well? Yeah, so I went to um, Bible College, North Central University, for social work. I thought I was going to be doing stuff with, my heart was for victims. I've been trafficked, um, been trafficked because of human trafficking. So um, that was kind of the beginning of my route and um, kind of just through the journey of planning, not planning. <laughs> God's kind of brought me a different route into ministry. But looking back, I think I would, if I, I don't think I would have went that route in college. So it's been kind of cool to see how God's kind of moved me around um, going that way. But yeah, I was part of um, an event prayer ministry for a year. And then I grew up, some ways of God, um, going to the different events and was just connected with um, Minnesota Student Ministries and was approached about joining the team and um, getting to be a part of that and got credentialed this last year, which is, again, back in college, I would have been like, no way. So, um, yeah, it's been fun to see how God's just kind of prepared me season by season for that. So I get the honor of working with this guy, Kirby. <laughs> so we tagged <laughs> we tagged you here. She does all the work. I get all the glory. <laughs> so, yeah, and then getting to help you guys mm -hmm. and, and all that. Um, I'm on the lead team for my at where I go to church, um, my local church right. for the, the young adults yeah. there. So. Um, that's kind of, and I'm, I am a young adult, so yeah. I think that's maybe why I'm invited to this conversation. Can speak from from personal experience too. So, yeah, it's a little bit about me. It's amazing, and we know Morgan. You're volunteering at River Valley yeah. Church with young mm -hmm. adults. You are a young adult, 
and you've helped us really, Kirby and Morgan, start some mm -hmm. things from scratch, yeah. like the podcast, right. mm -hmm. like the conference, the weekend. And so that's our heart is just mm -hmm. to help churches start mm -hmm. and strengthen young adult ministries. So oftentimes they get maybe overlooked or lost in the shuffle. And that kind of leads us to what I think is one of the coolest opportunities. Morgan, you touched on it, is there is issues in our world today. Mm -hmm. There's some problems. One of them is human trafficking, but there's people without clean water. There's people who have never heard the name of Jesus. Something like 42% of the world has never mm -hmm. heard of the name of Jesus. And a lot of those are young people. And they have a future, mm -hmm. and they can either have a future without hope or with hope. And I love the quote from Dr. John Piper that says, missions exists because worship doesn't. And really what this is all about is worshiping Jesus. Mm -hmm. And missions is to the end of worship so that people, every tribe, nation, and tongue can glorify God, can have a changed life here on earth and all of eternity. And um, Minnesota students, high school students mainly, maybe some college students yeah, as well. Some middle schoolers, some college students, yep. yep. Um, have, have been a part of giving a, a world record, a, a national record and a state record over a million dollars to missions each of the past number of years and even this year have an audacious goal of two million. Right. And Kirby, can you just talk about the opportunity to go in missions, to bring young adults with us and to present opportunities to give, whether it's give our finances, our time, our life. Go there for right. a minute. Well, yeah, I've had the, man, the privilege of, of just watching um, just the heart of missions kind of grow in students, uh, whether that's high school, middle school, young adults, um, and grow in people even. And uh, yeah, like, like the la over the last eight years, our students kind of in over in that area have given over $10 million. Are you um, kidding me? And so it's crazy. Like last year was 1.7 <laughs> million, 1.695 million. Year before that, 1.8 million. During a pandemic. During a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I, th I think as we as we look at this cause driven, I mean, yeah. When if we can get young adults to get behind the cause, I mean, we've seen with some of the racial stuff we had, you know, the things that were going on and all this stuff. That man, you, young adults love to get behind a cause. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think our greatest cause that we have is Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, man, there's nothing better than than the cause of Christ. And I think if we just somehow figure out how to how do we trigger that in some of our young adults, some of our high school students, anybody we can to just go, man, this is probably the most important cause we can have because with with Christ, all the other pieces kind of mm -hmm. fall by the wayside. Man, if we can figure out our people's relationship with Christ, it it, ha it helps the the racial issues that we've got going. It helps the human trafficking issues. It helps all of these things because you know it just it, it begins to. So if we can figure that piece out, and so um, you know that's kind of been something we've kind of put focus on is trying to figure out how do we Get, how do we get people involved in missions? Uh, one is through giving, you know, and so we, we do a huge thing of just challenging our, our students in whatever capacity it is to, man, to get behind the cause. So we do a lot of things with like water wells. They, they say this, that that 10 uh, million people were gonna die in the month of November mm -hmm. because of starvation. You know, I mean, man, what what who doesn't, when they hear that, who doesn't like, you know, some of these villages in Africa, they say 50% of the, the kids or 60% of the kids are gonna die before the age of five because of unclean water. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of those things, right. and so some of those places that we're able to go and, and, and drill a water well and plant it next to a church and the whole community changes, you know, is, is amazing. Some of the places where you can go, you know, human trafficking, man, the, that's a bigger industry than Starbucks and Nike combined. Oh my God. You know, I mean, you, you start thinking about that is, is, man, that's a problem in our world. But if we get some of our, our young adults to get on board with the cause and our high school kids to get on board with the cause, 
man, we can make an impact. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we've just put, we're putting these wells in villages and it's, it's, and it's getting clean water to 10,000 people. I mean, you do that village by village, man, I tell you what, the impact that that makes and some of the stories we have of, of people, you know, we drilled a well in Mafia Island in Tanzania. And the guy said he'd been service, he's been ministering there as a, a pastor for 20 or 25 years. And he said he saw more people come to Christ within the last, at the time, it was six <laughs> months. Um, that's been longer than that now, but six months because of a clean water well in this village that was meeting a need. Now more people come to Christ in the previous 25 years. Right. And you look at some of those things and so, man, the cause that we can get behind, you know, the opportunities to go. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have opportunities. Man, our Chi Alpha kids that age and young adult age are some of our, our, mm -hmm. our strongest groups that are going across the world when it comes to missions. Why? Because they, they realize I can make a difference. Even if I just give a year or two years of my life, I can yeah. make a difference. And so we're seeing that. And you know, our goal in Minnesota is that every kid before they graduate high school, if not high school, college, would get to the, uh, go on one mission trip mm -hmm. and, uh, and just see that. Because I think once it gets inside you, it, it, it stays there. And it makes it makes a, a you know lifelong impact. So, so we hear that number one point seven million dollars, which is amazing. We're talking about mainly high school and middle school students. Mm -hmm. A lot of them don't have jobs, and there's sacrifice involved, and they're a part of a cause that's so much bigger than themselves. There's stories mm -hmm. that represents thousands of stories of individuals across the state that have sacrificed mm -hmm. and gone and given. But is there? I know this is off script, but any stories that pop to mind of young people who maybe didn't have jobs, but participated in some pretty crazy ways? Yeah. I mean, man, we, we had a, a girl, man, she, when she was in sixth grade, felt like God told her to give a thousand or $15,000 to missions before she graduated middle school. Middle school. So over the next two, three years yeah. she had in uh, last December, she hit 15,000. And what she did is she talked to her parents who lived on a farm and she said, can I raise can I raise cattle, like cows, um, and, and calves, and sell them? And so her dad said, only if you do all the work. <laughs> and so she would get up every morning, you know, every morning feed, do all the stuff she needed to do. It would take hours of work, you know, a week that she's done for the last three years and hit $15,000 when it comes to, I mean, that's just one story. There's so many stories of, of what kids are doing, but that one just sticks out, yeah. you know, of men, of just sacrifice daily. It was a daily thing. It wasn't just a one-time event. It was like for the for three years, every day she did this. Like she couldn't go to sleepovers. Yeah, she or yeah, she wasn't hanging with her things. friends. She yeah. was getting up at like five thirty or six in the morning every day, mm -hmm. for three years to see this thing become a reality. And it's it's pretty cool to see the sacrifice. And I think you know that that, that just translates over. Man, people will get behind something if they believe in it, and, uh, mm -hmm. and so. Morgan, mm -hmm. any stories pop into your mind that you've heard or seen? Or I was just going to say, yeah, I think I've heard it said before, too, that the, when you were talking about it before, but the greatest injustice in our world is probably not knowing Jesus. And, yeah, just want to echo, if you can just get people to hone in or filter in on jump. There's so many mm -hmm. different bandwagons I feel like you can right. jump on mm -hmm. with different causes. And not that they're all wrong or bad or, I mean, they can be, but... Um, so just, yeah, I think when you're your young adult age, you just really need, they need help with knowing what should I jump on mm -hmm. and, and do and, and be a part of. But um, I don't know if I have any stories off the top. I was going to say that one is the one that has stuck out to me the most. Just, especially, I mean, kids are selling um, banana bread or like cinnamon rolls, just all these different things. They're getting creative and, and doing, um, know some girls that have made 
jean jackets from going to thrift stores and then they paint on the back and make Instagram accounts to sell it and just the different creative ways mm-hmm. um, selling different things and mowing lawns or shoveling they're yeah just the sacrifice of doing those different things is really awesome to see so young yeah I think, I think this generation is an entrepreneur they love to start mm-hmm. sure. For so sure. we see kids starting businesses left and right yeah. you know my son started a poop pickup business for dogs <laughs> you know and he's making like he's making like what? 45 bucks if they had one dog oh every t- I mean and he cleans up after the winter That's and so awesome. he's made hundreds of dollars you know my daughter made her own website yeah. and set up money just yes. I mean she she designed her own website something and made it was sweets by Keeks and she would make sweets and sell she made thousands of dollars for missions just by developing her own website setting up her own thing and all the, the proceeds went to missions I mean there's kids across the the, the state that are, I mean and across the country are just making businesses and I think I think that's the next thing to see is there's a, a young adult generation that maybe not called to, to do ministry full-time but is a set of businesses that are going to help mm-hmm. help fund mission stuff and so if we can get them that it get in their heart now it's gonna I mean long term the effect for our missions movement you know across our, our denominations and whatever it is is going to be strong if we can just get it in their heart now mm-hmm. right. two of the young adults that we know in fact one was in our wedding he has a full-blown business, a number of employees, he's in real estate, and another one um, has another business that's in a similar space, and they each give, I don't know if it's 10 or 20% of their income, mm-hmm. and we're talking last year, this is a young adult, gave 100 grand that he could have bought half a house with, could have bought Bitcoin, a, a number of Bitcoins, <laughs> and here he's given it to missions and to causes, and so I think... I never want to underestimate the power of the Holy Spirit and the mm-hmm. moments mm-hmm. where we can just provide on-ramps. And as leaders, Ephesians 4, sometimes our role is to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. And you might feel, I don't have a ton of money myself. Mm-hmm. I've been there. You might feel like, well, what, what can I really do? Well, man, you never want to say no for somebody. Mm-hmm. And so in your young adult small groups, your gatherings, we're thinking about it with the weekend. How can we have, we're not taking up an offering. I got this from Louis Giglio. We don't take anything, but we can have a time of giving Mm -hmm. and we can live our lives generously Mm -hmm. and give our resources for the things that matter most. Mm -hmm. And I mean, before we kind of, any other thoughts you guys on that? Things that you'd want to deposit in maybe a young adult ministry leader about how we can create on-ramps or opportunities? Yeah, I would just say create yeah, times to give or times to talk about different um, nonprofits or ministries to jump on board with while it's at gatherings or I think it'd be so fun to go on a young adult missions trip somewhere with other young adults. So creating that, I mean, it could be, it could be in the state that you live in, it could be in your community, um, or it could be, you know, across the world somewhere. Mm -hmm. But I just think even creating those moments of, hey, we're all going to go to this food shelf or do this and that to really come together and, and do that as a young adult community. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just creating those opportunities. Amazing. Yeah. And I would also add to that, just be, be a leader that knows where you're going and casting that vision. Mm-hmm. Because without Kirby casting the vision or the young adults knowing that there is a need, 
how are they going to know what they're raising money for? How are they going to know mm-hmm. what business or what, you know, God's placed the gifts in their lives to utilize and to further his kingdom. So mm-hmm. being a leader that knows what God's called you to as a leader, but then also calling the people that are following you, um, casting that vision and setting those goals and challenging them to give until it hurts. And it's it's a hard place to be at times, but it's they're going to see the amazing fruit on the other side. So I would love to even talk to that girl who's, you know, gave 15000 thousand dollars like what went through your head over 365 times three days of your life to give to something greater than yourself to realize that people are in need so being a leader that has the ability to cast vision and to know your yeses and know your no's and to not make those decisions for each other or for others but to create opportunities I think is essential as a leader and um, just to see what God does so that's what I would say for that one Josiah It's amazing. And we're just kind of steering. If you have questions, by the way, we'll come back to it. But we're going to steer this conversation in the next way. We're already having fun. And can you just nod your head or type into the comments if you are having fun so far? Or if it's helpful. Okay. One person. It was him. He counted himself. It was awesome. So one of the things that we notice is we're going to talk about having fun in ministry. Right. And ministry is, it's a joy to serve God. He chose us for mm-hmm. such a time as this. Mm-hmm. What a time, 2021, coming out of a pandemic. <laughs> Justin, I think of five weeks into a brand new young adult ministry in Florida. I think of just all the different people who will listen to this that right. are weeks in, days in, maybe months into starting a brand new ministry. And we don't want you to burn out in the process. Mm-hmm. God doesn't want you to burn out in the process. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to talk about one of Kirby's core values which is having fun in ministry. But Micah, you noticed something Mm -hmm. about two things that you would challenge every leader. Can you go and just talk about those for a second? Yeah. So, I mean, I would, Josiah and I were at a conference once and we were at a table having lunch with these, these, this young couple that's called a ministry. It's obvious on their, on their life and asking them hard, challenging questions. And I asked them, uh, number one, what do you guys like to do for fun outside of ministry? And second question was, who are you surrounding yourself with outside of your ministry? Not your volunteers, not your students or your young adults, but who are your true friends that can help hold up your arms when you're in a season of trial and tribulation or you're just having some challenges? And they said, we don't really do anything for fun outside of ministry, and we don't really have a lot of friends outside of ministry. So I guess what I realized is, wow, you're 23, you're called to ministry, but you don't have solid friends that you're not leading, you know, maybe your age or maybe younger or whatever that looks like. And two, by the sounds of it, like, you don't know how to have fun. You're married. Like, you've been married for two years and you don't know how to have fun. So I think the amazing thing is to recognize two things as leaders. We need to have fun. And ministry can be phenomenal and it can be fun. And two, you need to have friendships and relationships, whether it's mentoring, discipling, and lifelong friendships outside of those four walls. And if those four walls um, are the church or those four walls are a college campus or maybe the four walls you put yourself in, those are two observations I had and I'm like, wow, those are two of my core values and it's missing in a lot of ministries. Um, So praying for those people that they would be able to experience friends and relationships outside of the church walls, more or less. But that was just an observation. (laughs) Hopefully that's helpful to you. I know it has been to me to observe that in my own life of who are my friends that Mm -hmm. can last a lifetime? Who can I call? Who are the people that I text the things that I wish that I could tweet, but I cannot tweet? (laughs) 
<laughs> and then <laughs> the other thing is just like, what are my, for us, sometimes it's twins games. It's getting outside. It's, it's doing fun things. Um, there's the sky's the limit. And Kirby, I remember being with you one time and you're like, sometimes as pastors, we're just not good at celebrating. Mm-hmm. And kind of building on the last question of missions, sometimes great things mm-hmm. happen in our ministry or wins, like total <clears throat> victories in the kingdom of God. But we just need to pause and celebrate it for a second. Mm-hmm. Share mm-hmm. the story. Talk like talk about that. And you know, I think so many times we're we're so good at we're driving, we're driving, we're driving. Like, hey, we gotta do this, do this, this. That we we get to that spot, we we accomplish it, and we're moving on to the next thing. Well, okay, we got now we got this, we got this. Or you know, and whether that's a big event or whether that's a missions thing or whatever it is. And I think so many times we miss out on mm-hmm. man, all of the work and all of the effort and all the stuff that everybody put into to make this happen. And we just then we just kind of all right, what do we got next? You know, and we miss that part of. I remember when I was youth pastor and we would do. We'd do a big missions give night. We'd, we'd, no matter what offering number came in, we would, I mean, we would go crazy with our celebration. We would probably, I mean, we probably did things we weren't supposed to. You know, like, <laughs> I you know say we, some of them? You know, I, I can not confirm or deny that we would light fireworks off in our building. Oh, gosh. Like, they'd be hitting the ceiling. Like, we were just. Didn't I you mean, do a rodeo? We did, yeah, we did a rodeo one time. We did live, I mean, I mean, and this is having just ha- having fun because we would we put up a boxing ring and had live fights. Um, and that had, was and twenty years ago, though, right? Preach in between rounds. Yeah, I mean, this is years a few years <laughs> ago. But I mean, just trying to create when kids when people would come to church, they'd go, "That's fun. I want to be a part of that. I want to, you know, like church should be. I think the the most fun place or yeah. the funnest place or whatever the proper English is." Um, to be and to go. And so you're, you should look forward to going, I can't wait to get there. Right. I can't wait to be a part of that. And so many times we miss out on that. It's all so serious and so like, man, oh man, but we can have fun and be serious at the same time. Um, and, and, but, you know, but then, you know, so celebrate the moments where you do something or your team does something, um, you know, and then just don't take yourself so seriously. Right. Man, oh man. So many times we're like, we are like, we take the fun out of ministry. Man, ministry if ministry can't be fun, we should change jobs. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, because this is the greatest thing ever. We're leading yeah. people to Christ. We're with people that we should enjoy being around. We're mm-hmm. around, hopefully, unsaved people that are coming into our into our rooms and coming to Christ. And like, mm-hmm. man, we should be able to have, that should be the most exciting, joyful experience we have, yeah. whether it's in our house or where, wherever it is. And so uh, my favorite thing, I think, though, is just having fun. Just having unsaved people in my world. Mm-hmm. And that's so fun. And I remember... And just even you know, this week, we've had you know five or six just teenagers in the house hanging out, playing games. We had a, you know my son took a kid hunting and they caught and he shot his first turkey with his bow, and they were so pumped, they were so excited. They came to our house and he stayed. This was Monday night. He stayed at my house till like twelve thirty, just playing games and hanging out because he was just so pumped. Like we're like, yes, let's do this. So I, I just you know I just think life can be fun. And Morgan can attest. There's many days we are in the office and we're crying, laughing over the stupidest <laughs> thing that has nothing to do with anything, and we don't get any work done. But we're just having fun doing, mm-hmm. you know, doing ministry and, and doing life. And so I just, I just encourage you to figure out a way to, to figure out how can you make this what you're doing fun mm-hmm. uh, for the people. Because when you're having fun, the people that come into your circle will have a lot of fun with what you're doing too. So that's good. You know. Um, the pastor I grew up, he was my pastor, prayed for me when I had headaches, um, had some health challenges, and he retired from ministry, and he was 70, and he got a group of us young guys together, 
And he said, my one regret, he said, I wished I would have just had more fun mm-hmm. and taken myself a little less seriously. Mm-hmm. And that stuck with me. Even uh, we were prayer walking on Monday, Normandale Community College, where we do <laughs> some campus ministry. And I realized, man, there's been a lot of days where I've walked on the campus and been like, are we going to get kicked off and let out of fear? Or is anyone going to come? And I've let out of just nervousness or anxiety or those irrational fears that we have. And Mm-hmm. I just kind of made a commitment, even on Monday, I'm going to have more fun. Mm-hmm. However long that God asks us to be there, we want to go out with a bang and to be faithful and to have fun in the process. So I think that's important. Micah, Morgan, thoughts on having fun in ministry? You can go ahead. Uh, yeah, I am a very type A planner. I like just to get things done, so that makes me more serious. Or he's shaking his head. <laughs> uh, we're all needed, but um, I think yeah, working with Kirby has really helped me too, just to have fun. Because why why would you want to do something or be a part of something that it's not fun? And kind of mentioned too, just I think that's why people burn out so fast yeah. in in any job too, but mm-hmm. especially in ministry, if you're right. not having fun and enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And people can feel that, especially young adults and young yep. people. When they walk into a place or a room where they meet you, um, can really feel is are they authentic? Are they real? Are they having are they having fun? Do they enjoy this or are they just doing this to do it? Um, so I, yeah, I think that really has to start with you and your own heart and where you're at. Are you mm-hmm. having fun and enjoying this and want to be there and want to put on these events or these gatherings or these opportunities um, for that? So yeah, and having having fun with it. And I, I think that's what Jesus would want mm-hmm. us to do. Right, and and I don't think he created us in the church to, to be miserable or to not enjoy it and to do life with people and um, yeah, so I think ministries or places people people can feel that if you mm-hmm. are or not, and um, yeah, and just to I think the biggest thing I've kind of learned these last couple of years too is that it's all probably gonna work out and be okay, <laughs> and so one way or the other, it's gonna it's gonna happen and it's gonna be okay. Um, also, another thought was uh, a, a pastor I was under their leadership. Um, uh, I was a youth leader there. After Wednesday night, he had this rule that for 24 hours, you would not say anything negative or anything that didn't go well or whatever. You'd wait 24 hours till mm. after wow. the that. the gathering or whatever it was. Because it is so easy to get hard on ourselves that something didn't go right or it wasn't, this didn't happen and, mm-hmm. and, and all of that. So um, that is something else. And um, yeah, relationships are just key. Yeah. And what brings people in and it's it's easy to get and I'm guilty of this too to get in your Christian bubble and only have Christian friends and and all that but I think God puts us in different places of I don't know you go get your hair done or whatever to to reach and to be with Mm -hmm. those people and um have relationships that way Kirby Kirby. got his hair done (laughs) Kirby does his own hair Oh man, but um, just to be looking for those opportunities to invite someone to church or to tell them about Jesus in your everyday life too, and you know you don't have to think I have to go find all these non-Christian friends somewhere, mm-hmm. but they're they're all around us, and just to be intentional with conversations at restaurants or coffee shops with that too, mm-hmm. um, yeah, goes a long way. Yeah, I'm just loving people is so fun. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that part is, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be weird. Mm-hmm. I think so many times Christians think, well, I shared my faith and it's one and done and it's over. And right. It more maybe turned them off more than anything else. Right. right. But I just, last week I was in North Carolina, two weeks ago, and I walked into this, into this pizza joint and I talked to this girl for about four minutes on a Sunday night and just cared about her, cared about who she was, goofed around a little bit with her, you know, just whatever, doing stupid things. Left, came back Saturday, so a week later, and I walked in and she said, hey, Kirby. <laughs> she remembered. She And I didn't even tell her my name. She had to look at my at my receipt from That's my amazing. credit card to know. So I started talking to her. I talked to another 16-year-old girl, that she, and the other girl was in college. I talked to the 16-year-old girl for about four minutes. She started telling me her whole life story about her dad, how her dad's abused her. Hmm. All, when I left the restaurant, both girls lined up to say goodbye to me. Wow. All because we just loved, just cared about what they cared about. Right. And I just think, man, how fun is that piece mm-hmm. right. of just seeing just a, just that moment switch where they're like, man, this person really cares about who I am. Mm-hmm. And and there's then there's nothing better when someone comes to Christ. I mean, yeah. how that can't not be fun. You know, right. That's the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. It's huge, and especially coming out of a pandemic where maybe students get, didn't get to graduate high school, thinking mm-hmm. about what are ways that they could have fun or. Maybe they just had a rough year and their mind is not a healthy place to be providing an opportunity where they right. can let loose, have some fun, meet some friends. And you never know the difference that that'll make um, in their life here on earth and into eternity. And transitioning to our last topic, and then we'll do some Q&A. We'll have some more fun. But we're just going to talk maybe a few minutes, maybe three to five minutes, thoughts about helping students not get lost in the shuffle whether they go off to college Mm -hmm. whether they come to our church from a different state or city they're a new in town and just helping them transition not only to a separate siloed young adult ministry but into the church as well Mm -hmm. and Micah you just want to share maybe experiences that you've had helping people transition throughout the different seasons of their life yeah, so since we work with a lot of young adults, and I primarily work with like the women's side and Josiah works with the men's side, is creating opportunities for them to get plugged in to the next stage of life, quote unquote, before they get there. So for instance, like we would lead um, women or led women, we consider young adults, I guess, 18 to 30. So once they hit about 25, 27, I would invite them to the women's things that we were doing in our church. So if there was like a women's tea or a women's brunch or a ladies night out, or a Bible study that was six weeks on a Wednesday night, instead of taking the women into our home and having 20 women there that were 25 plus, I would take them to church and they would naturally meet women that were three, four, 10, 20, however many years and stages ahead of them. So somebody who's 18 um, obviously wasn't necessarily the most interested person, but by the time you hit 27, you're like, oh my gosh, I only have three years left. So they would go sit at a table with a 60-year-old, 80-year-old, and like a 45-year-old. So really just trying to connect reference points or organic connections um, in the church for them to get plugged in. And whether that's, you know, through the Bible study, but then also encouraging women and our Bible study would get plugged into the church every week. So we would attend a service and then serve a service together. And that's, you get to meet, there's so much traffic. If you're at a big church or a small church, you get to know names and faces. And if you're at the same station, whether it's greeting or the parking lot or coffee, coffee, um, people love to see consistency. So that's how we got connected. A lot of the women, so like, 
when they did hit 28, 29, 30, maybe they're married. They're like, I don't think young adults is my thing anymore. Like, how do I get out of this? Mm -hmm. They already had those relationships somewhat built or at least a name and a face that they could go to. And I would say the same thing Josiah has done with the men, Mm -hmm. teamed up with the the guys' groups would team up with the men's groups of the church and help them transition off onto the next. So that's from the college to career and maybe, you know, later stage of life of what we personally have done and kind of implemented in the ministries that we've led in the past. So, yeah, I love that because I think intergenerational is so key mm-hmm. and mentorship is mm-hmm. so, neat, especially I think our young adults today. I like crave that and yep. that I want to talk to someone who is a couple steps ahead of me or even more. So creating that, mm-hmm. yeah, I love that is is huge. And right. and it makes a easy transition into mm-hmm. a lot of young adults and, and all that. So, yeah. Well, there's so many young adults that don't come from a broken home. They don't yeah. have a mom. They don't have mm-hmm. a dad. They've never had grandparents. Yeah. You know, to so have somebody 30, 40 years older than you who is in tune with the Lord, can speak wisdom into your life, knowledge, mm-hmm. help you discern some things, be in your prayer corner. I'm like, that's what young adults are craving. Like, I see yes. a process the garbage in my life will you pray for me mm-hmm. or you know I'm going through this will you pray for me or celebrating like you said celebrating yeah. people love to celebrate with each other so creating those opportunities for our young adults that we're leading and for one another I think is um, extremely vital to the season and transition you know and so it can be hard and it's mm-hmm. rough and they can get planted in a land somewhere that they can call home well you might be the first person or the first you know, apartment that they call home where they have a safe environment that they can process mm-hmm. the transitions of those different life stages. So it's so good. And one of the most packed nights that we had and one of the most powerful nights we had with young adults, I remember this, is we did an intergenerational mixer. Mm-hmm. And we had young adults sit four, there's eight spots at a table and four young adults with four 55 plus adults. Mm-hmm. And they were all excited to be there. And then at the end, our pastor got up and just shared about how if you've never had somebody, maybe a parent or grandparent, pray a blessing over you. And this was the part that was powerful is seeing young people say that I've never been prayed for, never Mm -hmm. had Christian parents or never had a pastor pray over me. And to see the tears on both sides. And that's Mm -hmm. the picture I think of the kingdom of God is the younger. We might have the energy, but the older generation has the endurance. Mm-hmm. We might have the willpower or work, you know, work at it. They have the wisdom that we mm-hmm. can draw and a wealth of wisdom. And so I think that not only does the older generation or the church need the younger generation, but the younger generation actually needs the older generation. We need each other. Right. And with that, one of the things that we just really want to say not on our watch is students who grow up in our youth groups walking away from their faith. Mm-hmm. Kirby. How can we just, as the young adult side of that, team up with maybe the youth ministry? How, how can we just stand in the gap for people? Well, one, if you're doing youth ministry, because some of you do both, and it transitions both. Now, I'll just say, if you man, if you if we had them for six years, these students, or four years, or however long you've had them, if we just let them walk out the door and don't do anything with that, shame on us. Mm-hmm. Now, we've cared about these students. We've invested their students. So if we know, and if I know students going to Duluth, well, I better figure out a church in Duluth or a Chi Alpha or some young adult program in Duluth that they can get plugged into. And so that's my responsibility as a youth pastor to go, how can I figure out how my kids can all transition? I've got 20 kids graduating. How can I get all 20 of them if they're staying in the area? Okay, how can I move them into the college ministry in our church? How can I transition them to a, a, a college group on a campus somewhere? What are some of those pieces? 
So I think those are those are some huge pieces. So if you're if you're doing just straight college ministry or church, then figure out a way with your youth pastor to figure out, okay, how can we transition? You may have to start the conversation because they may not be thinking about it at all. Mm -hmm. Just go, hey, what does this look like? Can we do a night where seniors or juniors and seniors come to an event of ours so okay. they start feeling? You put poke your head in the youth program for a few nights and maybe do a couple of announcements or just, you know, mm -hmm. just, hey, we're going to do a young adult get-together. Like all seniors, you're welcome. Mm -hmm. To do just some things where they start feeling like, hey, they're a part and, and, you know, they can maybe make that transition easier. But then the second piece is, it goes the same thing I just talked about with high school with, with uh, you know, pastors making the transition to college. If you know some of your college students have come to col college and they've graduated, now they're going to Kentucky for a job. Mm -hmm. Well, then part of it is your job is to help them find a church in Kentucky. Because mm -hmm. to, to, they have no idea what they're going to do. You at least have, so your job is to kind of, okay, we got, this guy's going to be leaving. He's graduating from the University of Minnesota. What are we going to do with them to get there? Well, they're graduating from the University of Florida. How am I going to, and they're moving to Missouri. Well, you're, you're probably their best option to help them find a church. And so you can call a pastor ahead of time and go, hey, I've got this great young couple. They're moving. They're coming your direction, man. Would you call them? They're going to be there this week. I tell you what, if we would do that as a church and help just people process through right. that, they may not stick in that church, but they have a lot better chance of finding a place. If we'll just make, is, is kind of take the lead on that. Mm -hmm. And kind of go, hey, let, let's do this piece. And so I would just, I would just encourage you to take some of those pieces, and you be the lead person. And so we've got some things set up here in Minnesota that can help people transition to any college campus ministry or to churches. And so I would just, man, if you want help in that, we would love to help. Um, um, but if you have people coming to Minnesota and you're out state, but man, you have to take sometimes a lead on that because mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I know a lot of my kids wouldn't find that on their own. They're not in the spot spiritually to find that on their own. They're not really. They're not willing to take that next step. So for me to help that step happen really helps that mm -hmm. their spiritual transition make it. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I'll just say, uh, I think you've talked about this before, Micah. I know mm -hmm. it's a horrible thing, but when I was in college, I was a youth leader, and I think it kind of became kind of clear that being a youth leader became the young adult ministry at the church because yep. there wasn't one. Yep. Mm -hmm. And not that that's wrong or, or bad, but I think just to challenge pastors that if you see that happening, that that might be a little cry for a need in the church to have a young adult ministry. Because um, we kind of get together and we would hang out, and I don't know if that would always take away from really ministering to the right, youth students. Right. Sure. But um, that was just something that I wanted to challenge some pastors with that if you see that happening not that that's bad but maybe create a different space where they can get poured into right. and do that and then from my personal experience I had an awesome community in college um a co-ed boys and girls and and loved it um friend group there I went off to an internship in California and then I moved back home and those are probably some of the toughest years for me mm -hmm. um trying to figure out what am I going to do as a young professional for jobs, I don't have all these friends anymore, um, especially guy friends. That was that was hard for me because I did have this core group and they were gone doing whatever. Um, so those were some really tough years of coming back after college and trying to figure out where do I belong, where am I supposed to work? I'm gonna I'm adulting now, so <laughs> what do I do do with that? So um, I love ministries, young adult ministries that are up to to thirty because those are ages where yeah. it is easy to step away from church. And mm -hmm. I had these awesome experiences created for me in youth group in college, but they're not here anymore. And mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I just really encourage to create spaces for those young adult 
professionals where they feel like there's a spot for them. Right. Because sometimes you don't feel like, I want to go to the ladies' ministry or right. You're like, where am I going to meet someone? I'm yep. single. Yep. Like, what am I yeah. Why would to I want to go there? <laughs> so, yeah. So I think those are crucial years as well that get forgotten. And that's kind of what has made me passionate about mm-hmm. young adult ministry as well, creating those spaces for, you know, a little, little bit older in their 20s. So. Right. Yeah, that's good. And I just say one of my favorite posts that I see from time to time, there's over 1,200 people in the Facebook group over here. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I see from time to time, hey, we've got a young adult moving to Kentucky. Who's there? Mm-hmm. And if there is anything that we can do, we want to help you, like Kirby was saying, bridge that gap, make the connection. Maybe you yeah. don't know someone, but you actually do You do know someone from the Facebook group. Every state is represented. Mm-hmm. So even some other countries, um, and if and maybe they're not a part of the group, but they know a church where their right. brother or sister or friend is at. So mm-hmm. that would be huge. And we just want to honor your guys' time as well as you, Kirby and Morgan. And we've got time where we're going to, we talked about having fun in ministry. We talked about making transitions mm-hmm. well and helping guide people along their journey of transitioning. And then just missions. You might have something, a conversation or a question that we brought up or something mm-hmm. we didn't, but um, especially here from Zach, Justin, others, Manny, yeah, if you guys want to ask any questions, I mean, we'd love to kind of close our time today with that. Yeah, you guys can unmute yourself and pose a question if you have one or maybe something that you want us to expound upon if you... For sure. Found it intriguing. <laughs> I just want to say thanks to you guys. This has been just an awesome chat. I got a ton of notes, and uh, it's been really, really great. Just all the info you guys have been given. I just want to echo what you guys are saying about the transitions. I think that's so key. Mm-hmm. That's huge. It's a huge problem in our church that we've been trying to address. And young adults specifically have been kind of like a, the lost zone in our mm-hmm. church for a long time. And that's something that we're, we're growing and trying to address. But specifically those transitions, um, I'm involved with youth and young adults. So I see it on both sides, coming into young adults and leaving. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we've heard lost in translation. Lost in transition is like been the biggest issue for us. And um, so I know, Kirby, you'd said that there's, you know, different things that um, resources or whatever to kind of help with um specifically like what you were saying the responsibility of youth young adult pastors um being that resource for people who are moving on or going to school or moving away and that i loved how you touched on that responsibility Mm. that we have to be able to help them get plugged into wherever they're going and uh i guess i'd just be interested to, to hear what what more could be involved with helping like someone in our situation Sure. You know, I, I think like, I don't know if you ever, have you ever met Brent Silkey? Uh, I know of him. I don't okay. know if I've ever so, actually met so him. So Brent, um, he kind of takes on a little bit of a role with like college campus ministry stuff around the state where he helps kids transition and helps them find a, a spot. Mm-hmm. So they're going out like to another city. Um, you know, if you have, and we can get you his, his info, but he's just got some great context. Like, hey, if there's not like a, uh, like uh, we, we're familiar with Chi Alpha, but there's also some other great college ministries. Right. Yes. So he knows, hey, these college ministries are on this, on this, on the grounds, and and, and a lot of times he even has a contact for us, mm-hmm. where you just go, hey, contact this person, and so we can get that information to you. His contact, say, hey, we got a kid going to Duluth, kid going to Bemidji, want to go, go to Winona, kid going to Manicato, where can we tie them in? 
So when it comes to like college ministry aspect on a campus, we've got a lot of that stuff. You know, church-wise, um, you know, like we we know a lot of places, you know, church-wise, we're just, hey, here's a couple of good churches, just like you probably do. Like, hey, here's some great churches in this area when it comes to Minnesota, but maybe when we get outside those walls, that makes it a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. And so then I just, I'll call just, there's some people that I know just in my role, someone that has my same role in another state. Um, you know, so there's, there's some places you can go find it. Um, where you say, hey, you know, so I'll, a lot of times I'll just even look up and go, hey, what are some churches in this city? And I'll look it up myself and just go, hey, it looks like these tr- tr- three churches are pretty good. And we just did for a girl. There was a girl that was looking to trans- transition to Virginia from Texas. She called me and said, I'm thinking about going to Virginia. Wow. And I'm like, so I called this guy out in Virginia. I'm like, give me three churches around this city that are quality. So when she went out to check out her job out there, possibility, she went and visited two of the churches while she was out there just to see if there'd be a fit. You know, so there's just things like that that we can do that are just like, hey, here's some places that we just put in our hands and go, check this out. But then if I if I if we know they're going there, I would call the pastor and go, Hey, this this girl or this guy's coming and here's their number. And I'd ask the person, hey, can you care about giving me your number? But just to try to help that transition mm-hmm. go smoother. Um, so last thought, we did this, I think, eight years in a row at our home church while we were there. Um, a program called Transitions. Yep. It's on the website, msmstudent.org, or you could email us, email Morgan. We can get it to you for free. It's almost like a eight-week Sunday school or small group curriculum that talks about owning your faith, dealing with failure, bigger parties, um, just adulting, really. How do you handle the financial piece of FAFSA and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, and what we would do at at Cedar Valley is we would do juniors, seniors, and their parents would all come to this, and then the table leaders were young adults. Mm -hmm. And so we would have teachers come, we'd have different people share from maybe a campus ministry, a military chaplain, and just kind of run it as a program to help people at their junior year start thinking about campus ministry, right. thinking about a local church while they transition. So Zach, if, if that's helpful, we can for sure get, connect you to Brent and get you a couple of those resources too. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Thanks so much. You guys are awesome. You bet. Maybe time for one more. Uh, I wish I had a question, guys, but you guys did such a good job answering. (laughs) No, I think it was really good. I think um, just like Zach, I also agreed with the transitions part uh, because I I don't think I've ever witnessed a – a program has done that well before. So that's where a majority of my questions would lie at, especially even in our church with students who are leaving the youth ministry and thinking like the, the program stops there and there's not something else that they can continue into. Uh, so that is my, I, cause I can think of right now is that we're about to have like a soft launch of young adults this coming Sunday. But uh, I have at least three to five seniors. I know at the top of my head right now that are graduating at the end of May. So I'm like, try go ahead and like go ahead and bring them in now and just get them plugged in and uh, but yes yeah, so, so i think transitions are mostly that but yes did such a good job answering but is there any more you have on that or the resources that you're going to send zach i would love those as well you know, I, I would say this on before you're doing it talk with is, do you have a youth pastor at your church yes yeah i would just have that conversation with him saying hey how can we help that transition so you don't want to jump in and just say invite up your stuff and your youth pastor going what the heck you know what's going on <laughs> Good. So have that conversation with them just going, hey, how do we do this 
healthy, you know, what can I do? So here's some thoughts I have. You care if I invite me something we're doing just so we make sure that transition happens well. Mm -hmm. So if you keep the line of communication over, uh, going with them, I think, helps you in the long run. Um, you know, and then you're looking, because sometimes there's some people like in your ministry too that are going, maybe they would be great youth leaders. So if you start funneling some of your people to, hey, a kid's ministry, to help with a kid's ministry, to help with an usher, to help, now you're now you're plugging them into different pieces. And you're going, hey, this may be working. And then some of you are like, this is not going to be for them. Mm -hmm. But you can include them in what you're doing. They can be a youth leader and part of your college group. They can be a kid's volunteer and part of your college group. You know, they can help with ushering. And you start doing all that. Now you're plugging them into the whole church body. You know, that helps with when they're transitioning again later out. But, you know. But so I, I would just make sure you have that conversation. How do we transition this piece? You know, because that youth leader, that youth pastor, maybe he's never even really thought of it. Most youth pastors, they don't even think right. of it. They're just thinking, like, I'm through, they're senior, they're done. I can, you know, I can relax. You know, what the reality is, no, we got, this is when it really gets crucial. Right. So mm -hmm. I've seen that happen well, too, where there'll be an exclusive pizza party or something like that out of the youth group for the young adults like hey after youth group we're doing this pizza thing and you're a junior or senior and you come and then you tell them about you know what the young adult ministry is and um they feel special apart and that they want to be a part of it and they have something else to look forward to after graduating because i think so many students mm -hmm. feel so sad that oh i can't right. do this or i can't go to camp anymore or do this and that but if they have something else that hey this is what we do and events that we have they'll look forward and want to keep coming the one thing we want to always do is provide an off-ramp with clarity and an on-ramp with clarity and expectations. Mm -hmm. So if they're coming out of that senior year and they're wanting to get plugged into young adult ministry, Morgan, I think you hit it perfectly earlier. Mm -hmm. Like when you said, you know, I started, I was guilty of that. Like on a Wednesday night, I was a youth leader mm -hmm. and I started doing praise and worship for myself. And I'm like, I should be praying and being available to these students. But realizing that the moment, any opportunity to serve the kingdom of God becomes an obligation because he's maybe has some growing pains in that process. Mm -hmm. Or if you're seeing the young adults, you know, disengage from the youth who are volunteers that could be creating, like you're seeing that need. You want to create an outlet for them. Say, hey, mm -hmm. who are the key, you know, people that are on a Wednesday night, maybe you guys should just gather together on a Thursday night in somebody's backyard. Maybe yeah. you guys should come over to my house. And if you could provide opportunities like that for even those small on and off ramps of whether it's closure or clarity mm -hmm. or just calling out and up, uh, I think there's a lot of fun things and approaches to do that healthfully and um, that aren't going to hurt people in that process, but providing those amazing opportunities. So... I don't know if that makes sense, but that's kind of where my heart was um, in regards to that. So providing opportunities um, that do not become obligations. And the moment we start recognizing that, we probably see that they're growing into a new season and they may need a little nudge into that next transition. So, yeah, I think as we transition out of here today, we just want to say thank you guys so much for everything. Um, if you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns about anything we've talked about, um, in our show notes, Josiah is going to provide that information that we talked about, the contact um, from Brent Silkey uh, for the state of Minnesota for college students and where they can get plugged in, as well as the resource of Transitions Classes, which is a free PDF download that you guys can implement and teach or look through however you want to function with that. It's completely up to you. But Josiah, anything else you want to add? Here's what we'll do is we're going to wrap up here on the YouTube live stream. Thanks for joining us. It'll be available for replay. We're in just a second going to close out the podcast at Young Adults Today. Thank you for that. And Facebook uh, Messenger Room, I have to just 
unplug a cord and stuff, but I'm going to leave my room open right here on this computer. Justin, Zach, many others, if you want to go, you're totally dismissed. But if you want to network and connect, I'll spend a few minutes with you guys um, just as we wrap up. But I want to set Kirby and Morgan free. Just thank you so much for yes. leading strong including young adults in the vision, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. allowing us to invest in the next generation and just collaborating so, so well, not just today mm -hmm. for the Table Life conversation, yeah. but always. We just honor you, Morgan, honor you, Kirby. Love you guys so much. And um, It's fun. <laughs> See, ministry should be fun. Right. I mean, there's no better piece, people that have taken this thing and just yeah, given them a dream and ran with it. And these guys, and I just love that. Like, I love that we have a weekend for college students, even this weekend, a couple weekends from now. Yeah, that's right. They just are creating some spaces where even some some churches that maybe have one college student can get find a spot where they connect with some others. I just, I just think that's so crucial. So thanks, guys. Lead and lead well. Yeah. Thanks for believing in us. <laughs> Thanks for listening to today's conversation on the Young Adults Today podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Plug me in. I'm getting charged up right now, yeah.